welcome everyone to Phone Show Chat Podcast 738, recording this on the 4th of March 2023. I'm Steve Litchfield in Reading, and we have a birthday boy up in North Wales, Ted Simon. <laughs> yeah, I think he missed that. It was during the week, yes. I, I, I was saying on Whatever Works podcast that I, 60 seems to be something of a landmark. Did you think that? I guess it did, but um, the, the years roll by so quickly now. I, I, I kind of roll with it. I'm 61 now, so I'm, mm. I'm interestingly. You thought that there'll be lots of youngsters tuning into our podcast and thinking, "What are these old old gits chatting about?" And we don't relate to them, which is probably why we've ended up with just a community full of 40, 50, and 60 year olds who think along the same lines. Yeah, I suppose so. Um... But we never get any of that kind of feedback. But then I suppose the most of the feedback comes from the aforementioned community, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Even even if you go out on Twitter, it's probably the same kind of bunch of, well, the, the 600 people in our MeWe PSC group probably reflects that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think it's probably 80 to 90% middle-aged gets um, like us. <laughs> no offence, any listeners. <laughs> Indeed not. Um, SteveLitchfield.com. <laughs> For the show notes, don't forget the tea at Litchfield, tedsalmon.com for everything Ted does, and links thereof. Don't forget the Ellen Salmon. Um, and coming up in, in weeks to come, we've got Mike Warner again on by popular demand, Shane Craig, uh, Ian Furlong, Mark Ellis, Malcolm Bryant, Stephen Lapper, Mark Swidler, and others coming up. So plenty to, to cope with every single week on this PSC podcast. Kurt Kaufman's been in touch on the subject of, this, here's a blast from the past, Nokia 808 Audio. I was talking about using the classic Nokia 808 for its uh, microphones, stereo microphones. And Kurt says, on a recent PSE, you mentioned the high quality of the audio recordings made by the aforementioned Nokia 808. That has been my experience as well. Quite some years ago, I recorded an orchestra my daughter was playing in. Unfortunately, the location was far from ideal, and the sound bounced around the bare walls and the wooden floors of the large gymnasium. They were playing a noisy piece by Hector Berlioz. I hope I pronounced that right. And I recall that I could barely make out what was going on. However, in listening to the recording made by the 808, it sounded like a different orchestra and a different room. I could hear all the detail and there was no distortion or clipping. Interesting, isn't it? That old piece of hardware that was so good. It, it, what would be interesting for me would be to compare it with um, my Zoom H2N that I do backup recordings and is a kind of specialist um, audio recorder, I suppose, and see how it would kind of match up with that. I suspect it's not as good as that, but it's probably comparable. It's in the same league. I mean, the Zoom, obviously, we're talking about what, 100, 200 pounds worth of specialist hardware. Yeah, yeah, 100 and something, certainly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, it'd be, but it'd be interesting to to do that test at some point. All right, yeah. we'll see. Yeah. Steve Nutt also chipped in. He was um, emailing us this week and he said, just to just listen to your podcast. And since Steve Litchfield keeps coming back to the same old titles, I just thought I'd point out some apps for each platform that both record in stereo. If you want to record in stereo on the iPhone with the built-in mics, my wife Angie reliably informs me that Backpack Studio is one good option, as it is a complete editing solution, multi-track too. Another simpler solution that also records in stereo for the iPhone is um, one called Just Press Record. Um, of course, these are not free, but you'll get you get what you pay for in this life. Yeah, I did buy Steve. Thank you for the recommendations. I bought just press record because it was cheaper, <laughs> and it works very well. Um, the stereo is a toggle in settings. You t- t- tick it on. 
Now, my first test indicated the channels were at first glance mixed, just, you know, like on the Pixel 6 Pro and just as on the Tape It utility I mentioned previously, I call it Mono Plus. However, turns out the stereo was absolutely fine on playback on headphones, but listening on the iPhone speakers has definitely got some cross-channel mixing and processing, which is probably not surprising and why purists like Steve, Nut, probably rightly don't like Dolby Atmos, Octave Shifting, whatever other audio stuff Apple adds. Anyway, a good little utility, and I'll try to use it on my next semi-pro recording job, Steve. And a good tip for people out there, don't judge stereo mixing and left-right separation on on phone speakers. There's always something going on, whichever manufacturer, I think. So uh, stick to headphones if you want to check out left-right. Yeah, okay. He's also he's also told us about two for Android that he recommends. However, I had a problem with both of them. I'm afraid. <laughs> okay. Easy Voice Recorder and High Q MP3 Recorder. Um, he says that the, these two work on stereo on Android. Um, the the first one, Easy Voice Recorder, um, doesn't offer WAV recording, wave recording, only MP3 um, and a couple of others. So that kind of is um, puts a, a, you know that makes it not very good for some people, um, and the pro version doesn't fix that either. And and the second one, IQ MP3 uh, uh, recorder, is not available. It would seem in the UK Play Store, which is really odd. I couldn't quite understand where that was. What was going on with that? The link that Steve Nutt sent to us was the USA Play Store for Google. And um, it was there, but I couldn't install it. Have you ever come across that? No. Um, although quite often the the access rights for these applications and titles, they do vary from store to store and from year to year, which is why things dis- appear and disappear. And you have to grab them while they're there. And once they're installed, they're installed. So I'm just I, guessing that he installed this quite a while ago. And it was while well, it was available on the, the UK store yeah. at some point. I think so, but I, what I didn't realise was that that some things were available on the UK store and some only on America, the American store. I, I I don't think I've ever stumbled into that before. I just thought that everything the Play Store was the Play Store, and if it was available, it's available. It might develop, it might depend on the developer if the developer is US centric and doesn't think to or doesn't tick the right boxes, perhaps, or perhaps there is some rights management in terms of the right. the MP3 codex used and the Fraunhofer Labs. Licenses, so the stuff right. that people have to do to get MP3 working, all of that. So who knows? It's a bit of a mystery, but you're either way, you're still in the lurch in terms of recording WAV in stereo on uh, with these third-party utilities. Yes, indeed. Okay, back to Steve Nutt now. One more thing to note, he says, I'm not getting the hiss that Steve Litchfield was talking about with his Xperia One Mark IV. I've had the same phone. I sorry, I have the same phone, and I get a very low noise floor. Yes, I have retested. You're quite right, Steve. All is absolutely fine with Easy Voice Recorder on the Sony. My noise floor comments were based around audio capture when shooting video, and then I I can only assume the hiss is an electronic because you've got the camera circuits. They're all fired up, and the electronics are whirring away, and the camera's doing its thing, and that's got to generate some noise. And I think that's, but yeah, just pure audio, it works fine. And lastly, <laughs> going back to your point <laughs> about Dolby, I tried Dolby On, says Steve, the app we were talking about last week, but it but it does make awful recordings if Dolby is on on the phone. So I use it with Dolby Off, which seems a bit pointless. <laughs> yeah, well, it's not quite pointless, but I, I, I yes, it completely. It's a little over the top if you get that program. If you never want the myriad audio processing enhancements, it's worth actually installing Dolby On. People out there, I know Steve doesn't like it, but 
it's about 12 different things, audio steps, things it processes, things it does to the audio it captures, a lot of which are actually very clever, but I agree they all mess with the audio. And if you want pure audio, then steer clear. But it's, worth, it's completely free. There's no reason why you shouldn't just uh, install it and have a play with it. Why not? But thank you, Steve, for the recommendations. And do see the links in the show notes. As ever, all the things we'll talk about in this podcast will be in the show notes to save you um, the typing stuff and Googling. Just click the link and you're there. Now, before we leave audio, um, I'm just going to leap down the show notes to where my cursor is, Steve. Yeah. Um, and we, I've had some exper- experiments going on with a pair of microphones and the Sony Music Pro app on Xperia. I think we might have touched on it last um, last week. And I've been trying to um, test the the Music Pro app with not without much um, success, to be honest. I, I, it would would appear that um, it won't record that the phone won't record stereo with um, using the three point five millimeter jack unless you've got a four pole microphone jack on the end i've got a three pole and i've and i've i've actually got this um road bit of bit of kit and and there's an adapter that they use in order to make this all stereo um i've sent off the adapter it's not arrived yet but we'll see what happens when it arrives it changes the three pole into four pole and allegedly i'm told when you plug that in between the two bits of kit the four pole into the phone end then the sony should use the music pro app and record stereo but i'll report <laughs> back on that next week and we'll see where we're going the but the the, the 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 showstopper here i think for most certainly if anyone professionals are using this is that i it seems to have a 10 minute um recording maximum on any one recording which means i was trying to do a backup recorder a recording of me doing a podcast and it just when i finished the podcast it said no um, this this stopped after ten minutes. Now I'm not sure if you pay them their four ninety nine a month for their extended um, you know support package, whether that goes away or not. But I, I did I, I looked at a couple of reviews online, and it seems that that's what people are experiencing. It's a ten minute limit on any recording, which all seems very odd. Anyway, I'm playing with that at the moment. Yeah, the, uh, the I guess they're aiming it at musicians, and they're assuming that unless you're Pink Floyd doing a twenty two minute epic, then you're just going to be putting a, a track vocals instruments whatever to a an, a music track and the music track is unlikely to be more than 10 minutes but I, yeah i agree, agree they that why not use it for podcasting and, and podcatching and so forth and yeah. why not make it longer and by the way rode microphone for people not familiar it's r-o-d-e which is a manufacturer of microphones not r-o-a-d yeah Yes, indeed. Right now, back to to the um, feedback from our listeners. Yep. Ty, Tayo Alasapi is next with his thoughts on his brand new Samsung Galaxy S23 Ultra. This is the most complete and satisfactory Android phone I've ever owned. He says, wow. "Poor battery, oh yeah, poor battery performance made me return the Samsung Galaxy S22 Ultra and the Pixel 7 Pro, and with the 7 Pro." There was inconsistent Bluetooth as well, he says. I lasted a couple of years with my S21 Ultra, but the absence of a built-in S Pen silo made it an incomplete and disjointed experience. The phone just didn't invoke any kind of emotional attachment for me either. In spite of my high praise, the S23 Ultra is not perfect, however, and the shortcomings may be something that non-Pixel Android devices just can't overcome. Um, I've often defended the duplicate Samsung apps, but having so many duplicates just causes confusion. Thankfully, with the exception of Chrome, the, uh, 
the Google versions can now be completely uninstalled. I wonder how many normal users, he says, know which app they're actually using. The biggest frustration, however, is um, having the separate Galaxy App Store and the behavior (laughs) of apps which won't auto-update in the background until one tries to use them. Uh An example is the Find My app, which he uses for car keys, etc. I I use it mostly when I'm in a hurry, um, but I, I often have to wait because the app is out of date, and it won't work unless I download the update. So I have to go to the um, the, the store and download it before I can actually use it, which is mad. Um, and he says that some system apps are the same too. Surely Samsung could fix this. It's their own stuff. Anyway, finally he says, I'm, I'll gladly swap the glass back for a plastic one of the um, S23 Ultra to reduce the weight. Regardless of all the complaints above, <laughs> this is still my favourite Samsung ever, and certainly since the Note 4, he says. Yes, this whole thing about it used to drive me mad as well. You, you, you're used to going into the Play Store, you update your apps, and if you just leave an Android phone, uh, after a day or two, uh, an update's available. I think it will auto-update in the store, won't it, Ted? Does that depend on the manufacturer, or is that just across all Android? Well, what he's saying is, uh, um, you mean in the Google Play Store? Yeah, yeah, I'm starting with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 In, in the Google Play Store, um, it's supposed to update in the background. What uh, What happens in practice, I think, is that, it updates if you're when you're charging it um, yeah. automatically. So if yeah. you throw the automatic switch, it doesn't just do it any time. In my experience, yeah. it does yeah. it when you're charging it. Yeah. With the Galaxy um, App Store, it seems, according to Tayo, um, it seems to be different, and they wait until you actually yeah. go to use the app. And I can see why that's frustrating. Yeah, having to remember like once a week to go into the samsung galaxy app store and do the manually hit the auto you know update all from there and having to remember otherwise it just doesn't happen and there's no reason why samsung on a samsung phone with a samsung compiled os they couldn't have that auto update under the same rules so yeah samsung Uh, please fix it yeah yeah we've got some stories in the show notes ted about fast charging i know you've been mentioning 120 140 watts has been going up there's a link in the show notes to a 300 watt (laughs) tech demo with a modified redmi note 12 i thought well that's just a tech demo that's not coming into into real life but then in production we've got and i bring up the link from um, tank bill's twitter if you can do that same your end she's got um, photos uh, of the Realme GT3 with 240 watts fast charging in production. This is a real phone you can buy shortly. It was announced uh, last week at MWC. 0 to 20% in 80 seconds. Not hours, not minutes, seconds. 0 to 50 in 4 minutes. 0 to 100 in 9 minutes. It's even got battery preconditioning whereby it it drives the processor, which then heats up, which then heats the battery, makes the battery charge more efficiently because the battery is a bit warmer than it would otherwise be. This is crazy tech, Ed. Crazy. It's black magic. Yeah, yeah. We we covered this last week on Tech Addicts um, to some degree, but obviously Tank Girl's gone a bit further with the way it works in the background. But yeah, it, the, the mad speed is just taking everyone by, everyone by storm. Meanwhile, Apple, Google and Samsung yeah. sit sit in the background and watch everyone else kind of presumably potentially making a hash of it <laughs> it may be that this all works out no phones catch fire and it's all and it's a brave new world and apple samsung and google are just left a tiny bit in in the dark and one step behind or perhaps 
the wor- the worst will happen, and there will be some. You know, a particular model will start catching fire and on aeroplanes and trains and whatever, and then we'll all learn an- another salutary lesson like we did with the Note Seven. I it could go either way. I think there's there's, a, there's also um, a, a phone being released this week or being you know um, showcased in China this week that is breaking the 50 watt uh, wireless charging barrier, and they reckon it's going to be a hundred watt charging. How they get round the Chinese rules about that, I don't know, but um, that that is on the table as well. So yeah, it's all going a bit nuts, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, also, with the show notes, very quickly, there's a Motorola rollable. I'm sure people have seen hey. the video whereby you press a button, you literally press a button on the side. And the phone gets taller and taller and taller, unrolling part of the display from the back of the phone. Did you see this video, Ted? Yeah, it rolls up from the bottom. If you watch the video, then you can see that at the the bottom of the device, you can see the the screen rolling around itself on the bottom end. Um, and yeah, you, link in the show notes to the to the get to get to the video if you haven't seen it. But it's it is quite interesting. Um, and yeah, I great. I say bring it on. This is the riser. I like the Razor, but the Riser and yeah, yeah Motorola um, for once have kind of put a funny name together, I think. <laughs> well, as ever, anything with flexible screens, there is a durability and longevity question to be answered. And we'll come to Matt in a big, big way later in the show. There's a tease for Ted's device week in a moment. Just briefly, also, the Nokia G22 was launched um so so low end though it's great seeing them claiming it's more repairable etc etc um but it's it's so low spec i don't even want to consider talking (laughs) about it plus it's nowhere near the repairability or the modularity of the fairphones he was still talking about spudgers and screen suction pads and stretchy pull tabs under the battery so eight out of ten i say for repairability effort better than most but not the 10 out of 10 for the fairphones yeah, yeah, I totally agree. I, when I watched someone on a video actually put in a new battery, and I thought to myself, "This is no easier than the time that I replaced the battery in that Nexus 5X." It was. It looked just the same to me. It was no more repairable. Anyway, there you go. Nokia are trying their best, I suppose. Yeah, I've started proceedings, by the way, to contact Honor UK about review loans. We've kind of got lost touch with Honor after they uh, they were part, we discussed them with the um, when James Pierce was our guest. Yeah. But um, there's various phones, the VS, of course, the VS Fold and the Magic 5 Pro. And hopefully, Ted, we may be able to get one or other of those in for review. Yeah, that's good. It sounds like it's um, a, a decent um, idea. And also on an announce this week that there's um, that, that they, they uh, um, offered their users a, a longer software update policy, but only to the, the VS and the Magic 5 Pro. Um, and they're going to offer them three OS updates and five years yeah. of security updates. So, so it's nice they're doing that, but it's just a shame that they're only locking it into those two devices um, at the moment. Maybe that'll change. Yeah, I wonder why companies, they announce this brave new world of we're going to do this number of years of updates, but then it's only for the latest devi- devices. They don't think, yeah. well, let's you know, backport the effort, maybe one generation to the previous generation. It's it's no more work, really. I, I guess they, they've already amortised the the money they've put into the older devices and they've worked it all out in the spreadsheets. And they have, then they have to do a whole new spreadsheet for the new devices with new amortisations and, you know, scaling the money around and so forth. But there will be features in the newer devices, they will argue, that, <laughs> um, that, that would, would, you know... I, I don't know. We're, yeah, we're, they'll do what they like at the end of the day, yeah. and they'll be led doing what they like. They'll be led by Motorola. <laughs> All right. Um, now, 
phone link or link for Windows, depending on where you look, between Microsoft Codeit. They build it partly into the Samsung phones. They also build it into their own Microsoft Surface Duos, of course. But it's weighed, as you know, we've, to recap for gentle listeners out there, Windows computers talk to um, Android phones, and there's quite a bit you can do, right up to app interface streaming in some cases. However, the the support for iPhones was always very, very minimal, and it's now going to be increased. And this is the quote from Microsoft. I'll put a link again in, in the show notes. A phone link will now deliver basic iOS support for calls, messages, and contacts. You could be notified directly through your Windows notifications when something happens on an iPhone hooked up by Bluetooth. PhoneLink does not support replying to group messages or sending media messages, but everything else is up on, on, the, on the table. It's obviously very basic compared to what you can do with an Android phone. But yeah, if you're an iPhone user who uses a Windows on a desktop, then why not? This could be a, a, a way forward. And I think you might approve. What about um, messages for web? If you ins- can you install um, message- messages, Google messages on an iPhone? I don't think so. No, I don't know offhand. No, that does sound unlikely. <laughs> oh, right. Okay. I thought you could. In which case, what I was going to say was that messages for web would work with an iPhone on Windows anyway, and you get some of, well, you at least get your your messaging on that. Yeah, I don't think any iPhone user in their right mind though would deallocate where. SMS SMS goes to when they could have iMessage because the whole point of having the iPhone for many people is getting iMessage and I think having an extra yeah. messages for web access either through a client or through Safari that all seems just too kludgy but yeah there's a brave new world again and the more interoperability I think the better so well done to Microsoft even though you don't use an iPhone Ted but um, hey you could even test this on your old SE. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, well, yes, I can. Absolutely. And that's why I've got it, to test things like this. So, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Now, excitingly, I sent you a Galaxy Z Fold 4. Now, I picked this up on an absolute bargain price from a very kind chap in our wonderful MeWe PSC Classifieds. And I, I thought you'd get a lot more from it initially than I would. So I've sent it across to you. You can have it for as long as you want. And I'm guessing from the, the notes that you've done pretty intensive testing you've only had it for 24 hours and you've done more than more than most users would do in the first month so i don't know i know this you haven't can't obviously can't do a review yet but would you want to take us through your your first impressions and how you're getting on with a flexible large screen device for the first time well um i don't know where to start to be honest as you say there's so <laughs> much there's so much in here i could i could take a, an hour podcast just doing this on my <laughs> with nothing else um so maybe you, you need to lead a bit as to where you want to go with it it's uh, in terms of its physicality it's very slippery um it definitely needs a case um but if you put a case on it it does make it bigger that's a shame yeah with with the case with no case on it it's just lovely it's a lovely size um and it, it would be much nicer um doesn't it bother you that there's a gap between the two folded as you fold the phone over um you there's an air gap and you can see down through the middle of the phone whereas your beloved surface duo original folds flat with no gap yeah, I would rather it was flat, um, as it <laughs> as it is with the Oppo and the Honor devices. Yeah. But it's it's not, and that that's how it is for this generation. I'm sure on the fifth generation it yeah, probably will. will be flat. Yeah, yeah, got, um, yeah. But I but I've got I've got used to the Flip Three anyway, and and that's got a gap down the middle, so I'm not that bothered to be honest. Okay. And I, and I don't go down the beach with it, so I don't think that's a big problem. Um, but 
yeah, it, it, it's just much nicer on the uh, on the outside than the flip three. I think it, it, it's it's not so wide. It's not so fat as the flip three. Um, now that might be because it's a generation newer. Maybe the flip four is similarly thinner. Um, but when it close when it's closed, it works just as well as any other Samsung device, except that it's a narrower screen, a bit like the Sony, really, which we've, we've both got, kind of 21.9 almost, yeah. um, and, the, and it's a very slim outside screen. Um, so in the pocket, for me, in my front trousers pocket, it's, it fits beautifully. It was, I know you, you were saying that I probably wouldn't like the bulk of it, the thickness of it, but actually it's better than the Flip 3 in, in that respect. Um, but it's 263 grams, Ted. That 263, yeah, yeah. That, that's so much heavier than anything else you've considered so far. It is, absolutely. And I'm holding it in my hand now, um, and it doesn't feel like 263 grams. Okay. Um, I, it really doesn't. It feels it, – the, the, the weight is balanced, I think, and it, it, it feels in my hand – um closed at least well in fact but open as well um it, it feels nicely balanced and it defies the the, <laughs> the weight of it the, and the, the hinge looks sturdy from the outside and fine um the the trouble is steve is that when you open it you've probably heard this on other podcasts can you demo oh, it by the way can you demo it live on air um the on these podcasts people have demoed the this kind of horrible creaking sound and it's there now it gets it gets worse i think the longer that you don't use the the, the phone so if you keep opening and closing it the the sound becomes less so but i've not opened this phone now which i'm going to now going to demonstrate for about i don't know probably um, half an hour or so. <laughs> it's so a long time for you. <laughs> this, is r- this is right over the microphone. I'll see if I can get it picked up. Any good? Did you hear that? You yeah, think you can hear we that? also heard a bit of a hum there as the electronics just interfered with the microphone. But yeah, we got the mechanical cracking noise, yeah. But when you open it the second time and the third time, which is what I'm doing now, it, it's nowhere near as bad. And you, you've got to hope that that's not going to be a real problem going forward. But I, I know that you're very dubious about these folding screens um, and creases and stuff. But I, I don't know. What do you think about I, that? I don't remember the Z Flip 3 making such a noise. Is, is no. that more silent? Yeah, it is. Absolutely. But then I suppose you could argue that it, there's less of it. You know, the, the, the crease is much longer on the, the, the fold than it is on the flip. So I I don't know. My concern know. would be really question would be is the noise coming from the materials of the screen flexing and changing its shape or is the noise coming from the gears and the hinge mechanism are you able to get a sense of that? I think it's the screen. I think yeah, I think yeah. I think it's the material that the screen is made of. Yeah. And I think that that is supported by the fact that it after you've done it a yeah, couple of yeah. times, it's less. It's sort of warmed up a bit, yeah. Yeah, yeah kind of, um, yeah. Anyway, um, we'll see how we... Uh, there aren't any people saying that it's broken because of that, I don't think. Not that I've read anywhere. Um, no, so no, so no. we'll have to see. It's a lovely bit of kit, though. It, I, I'm torn between being absolutely in love with this and thinking, oh, am I going to use it to its full? Um, I really, really like it, though. It's... it's um, I, it, it, it's it's like nothing else I've ever ever used. It d- does save you having to also have a tablet around because you you literally one device can be your phone and your tablet 
And yeah. A few, quite a few other things with a few accessories, like a Bluetooth keyboard or something. You could you could turn it into all sorts of road warrior um, operandi. Yeah. In fact, you could turn it in kind of into a modern day Nokia E90, couldn't you? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, it's nothing like the build quality of the Nokia E90. That's you, really, really solid. So as, you couldn't knock you know. nails in with it then? No, you absolutely <laughs> couldn't. And I, you wouldn't want to try that. It's, it's much more modern and sleek and not, no, nothing like that. But, um, of course the E90 didn't have a crease screen to behave gingerly around. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that was really, really solid. Anyway, my setup, um, smart switch worked kind of, although, I'll come to a story about my Wi-Fi dropping in a minute. I, there's enough about what's going a bit wrong with the device that makes me want to not use Smart Switch, not use Restore, um, and just set it up again from scratch, not restoring it from anything, because there are just some things that just don't terribly work well. I thought at first Smart Switch had done a fantastic job um, but as I ca- I'll come to in a minute, um, I'm not so convinced anymore, and I might factory reset it and start again from scratch. It's always a bit of a gamble. I've done this numerous times with iPhones and Android phones, and usually it, it kind of works, and you think that's sorted out. But then, yeah. you know, a while down the line, something odd goes on, and you think, was it because I upgraded for the, for the settings and preferences and odds and ends from the previous phone, or... Is it something that's going to still be there after a hard reset? And you just don't know. So whenever possible, I do kind of start from scratch. As James Hennibal, our good friend, does every single time. You build it from scratch, just the apps you want, sign in with just the bit services you want, and you know that it's factory fresh and you haven't brought anything along for the ride. But when you you get used to... devices doing it well you think yeah, oh, i could yeah. save all that anyway yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I think i might end up doing that face unlock um works really well as you'd expect um fingerprint scanning is um brilliant because it's a, a capacitive um, sensor on the side which is quick and easy and just great um the taskbar on the bottom from Android 12L, of course, is working out of the box. So all of those two-panel goodness works. As soon as you go into an application, you get that tiny little taskbar at the bottom. So, that works so, we've, pretty nicely. so we've saved you, really, Ted, by, by skipping the fold 1, 2, and 3 and skipping the previous versions of One UI. We've taken you right in at the cutting edge yeah, with yeah. the taskbar. Yay. Yeah, absolutely. And that worked really well. And clearly, Google are working with um samsung on those kinds of um layouts of screens and stuff and the, you know that whole three window thing that i'm sure you've seen on, yeah, on yeah. videos that that all worked really nicely you can have three applications open and you can swap them around you can shuffle them around and you can also save the pairs or the trios like you can on the duo which all works really nicely yeah. so you, you just make new applications basically for that um the screen layout um works independently i have to tell you from the inside and the outside so unlike some devices where they it tries to replicate it inside and outside it doesn't try to do that at all it says right here's set yourself up with your inside layout whatever you want to do set yourself up on the outside layout and the two are completely separate and i kind of quite like that approach um but it also means that you've got to set up um, widgets twice and everything twice um, and the widgets is one of the things that i think has gone wrong through the the smart switch and uh, some of the widgets are just behaving badly right. 
And I think that that's something that might um, that might fix that. So if you had, say, this is the thing that's been shown off in, in video form since the day one with the Galaxy Z Fold range. If you've got, for example, Google Maps on the small outside screen and you think, well, I want more information, I want more detail, then you then open the device up and it should then show you the same location, the same information, but with a larger canvas to work on. Or does it only do that if you haven't already got apps running uh, on the screen? In other words, like the Duo range, if, it, if you're opening up to what would be a home screen layout with a virgin canvas, does it then take over? Or if you have apps on there, then it won't push them aside. Right. Um, there's a switch in settings where you can choose to have that happen automatically or not. Ah, right. If you choose to have it automatically, yes, you're quite right. It will switch on the fly between the big screen inside and the small screen outside. Right. So whichever one you're using, it will just carry on exactly with what you're doing. And that's how I've got it set. And it works really, really nicely. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But so if you had, say, apps A, B and C all running inside on the, on the large canvas, three, three windows, as it were, you then close the phone and then run up application D on the outside. What happens then when you open the device up? The, the, the application D that you've got on the outside will then go to the, the big screen. Right. And, and, and the, the trio thingy would have gone off to its little shortcut. But if you change the setting, that won't happen. You can opt to have the two different. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay, I got that, it. As I, I understand it. it. Yeah. 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 Okay. I, I haven't actually tried that yet, but this is early days, as you say. 24 hours in <laughs> yeah yeah How, how's the crease I, I i think it's more significant than the flip threes but then it's bigger isn't it so it's bound to be um when you when i run my finger across it when you open and close it it's very obvious that it's there when you run your finger across anything it's very obvious it's there but it's it, that is the same on the flip three it, it's 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 going to be there it is a crease and you can you can see it um in certain lighting conditions um you can always feel it um but it's bigger because it's bigger than the flip three and yeah. you could argue that it's very annoying and that in that it that, that you, you just always have it there um so i don't know really i'm, I'm not sure that uh, it's something that is going to annoy me in time. We'll find out. Certainly with the Flip 3, it didn't, and I kind of got past it. Yeah. Um, but because the big platter is there, I, I guess it's a bit different. Yeah, so the sensitivity of the screen and the durability, uh, presumably the device arrived with no indentations, no fingerprint dents or anything like that. So how are you getting yeah. on with, with touch and feel? Yeah, it's okay, um, but it's not as good as, as a glass screen. It, 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 but again, much like the Flip Three, I had without the when I took the cover off, as you remember, the the screen protector off, it became better. Um, um, but th this is the the next generation on uh, generation on again. I don't feel as though I I, I need to take the screen cover off. Um, it's okay. There's a, there's also a, a setting where you can throw a switch to say. Um, be more uh, sensitive and i have thrown that switch now and it's okay it just sometimes it feels a bit kind of like a resistive nokia screen after <laughs> 2027 or so, sorry 2007 or something yeah, nokia 5800 um, yeah yeah but yeah I, I i think it's okay i think it's all right I'm, I'm not bothered about that um and i think you do get used to it like most things Okay, um, productivity. You did mention in the show notes that you you could actually edit the show notes for oh, the show yeah. pretty well, well on the large in inside screen. 
I've been used to trying to um, edit our show notes, for example, in a G doc yeah, um, yeah. on on a on a uh, you know tall long <laughs> yeah. tra- traditional screen. And you'll know yourself; it's a bit, it's just a bit naff. Frustrating. You, can, you yeah. can do it, but it's just not very good. Open up this thing, and of course, you've got a big expanse, and yeah. you can play with the the keyboard settings to make it all work, and it, it's just delightful. That's one of the really good things I've liked about it so far. Um, you know, and if you want to, of course, you can, as you said earlier, you can attach a keyboard, a mouse, and you do what you like with it. Turn it into a tablet. Yeah, and you can use Gboard presumably, like on the Surface Duos, where you can rotate the, the the Samsung ninety degrees and have it like a mini laptop. Yeah, yeah, you can do what you like with it, and the um, you you can play with the Gboard settings to make sure that the keyboard is just on the flat bit of yeah, the yeah, yeah yeah. So that's all good. Um, the speakers are really, really good. Um, I'm going to get really nitpicky here because we've <laughs> got the, um, the the Motorola Edge 30 Neo, which we're kind of Hurrah. holding up as, you know, the best yeah. Android sounding device there is. I've done some testing on the speakers and th- 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 it's a bit like a tablet because the two speakers fire outwards on the front screen, but at the two ends. So, yeah. And that's the same way as my, my Samsung tablet works. And it works really well. So if you're looking at content on, with the screen open, um, the stereo fires out each side and it's, it's fine. It's yeah. just that it's not as good a sound. Um, you know that we've been spoiled now with the Neo and your iPhone. Yeah. Um, and it's just amazing that the, you know, the Neo uh, is 299 quid and this thing is 1649. <laughs> yeah. And yet the speakers are not as good. Um, so yeah, I, I need to do some more testing with that, but, but at the moment, I think that the, the Samsung is not as good. It's, it's a little bit more tinny, not so much bass as a Neo. Um, but as I say, we're being nitpicky and most people will be absolutely yeah. fine with the sound. Does, is the Dolby customizable on the Samsung? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you can it, fit it, it with is. all the different presets. Yeah. But, but actually, to be honest, it's better when it's off. I've, I've, okay. Again, I've tested that a bit like with the Sony. I ended up with the Sony with the Dolby off, and I thought it sounded better. I, was, I think I'm with Steve Nutt here. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's too early to ask about battery performance, but how fast does it charge? Yeah, now I'm going to come back to my Wi-Fi problem here is because this the Wi-Fi was dropping out horribly, and I think that also might be to do with it not resetting properly or something. I don't know. Anyway, um the, the the thing is that when I did my battery test, I did my 10% reading test and I got one hour, 20 minutes. Um, now, that was just on the outside screen. I need to do it again on the inside screen. But I, I think yeah. I'm going to wait until the whole thing is reset to do it again properly. Um, I've on, on today's test, um, I charged it nine hours before we recorded and um, it. I have, I've used it for two hours with screen on because I've been um, doing other things today and I've got 64% of the battery left. So I've used basically a third of the battery in nine hours with two hours screen on time, but only mostly on the outside screen. Yeah. So early days. Yeah. Yeah. It is early days and I, I'll let you know. I'll, I'll do some more thorough testing on that. Okay, uh, the the camera. We, I, I'm sure you'll even even though it's you, I'm sure you will take test photos and go out walking on the beach or whatever. So, uh, any comments on imaging before we move on? 
just the usual, really. I mean, it's a, it's a Samsung camera. It's not as good as the um, Ultra, the S21 Ultra. It's not uh, certainly not the S23 Ultra. This is not a camera-centric phone at all. Um, but it's as good as, you know, other Samsung devices. And it's got the kind of bells and whistles in the app that you would expect. The close focus, um, which is this, one of the things I'm really interested in, is not very good at all. Um and it's yeah, it's all right. The, the the photographs I've taken so far have just been fine. It's just not an S series. There's a sense in which this whole phone feels a bit like a kind of um, Swiss Army knife and yeah. not a specialist device. And you know, I mean, for example, you focus in on your iPhone and the Pixel phones because they do cameras good, well, yeah, yeah. and they photography is a is a central part with this one it's not it, it's it, it's doing it fine but it's just not um yeah. brilliant like the surface duo 2 really i've got here which has got a perfectly good enough camera it's just not very good um yeah. and, and it, its main pro- um, focus is productivity which is much is the same for the fold 4 yeah 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 um the under screen selfie thingy which is supposed to be near invisible well it's not i can see it <laughs> uh, yeah, you did have a bit of a catastrophe. I mean, you mentioned it before about the Wi-Fi messing yeah. around, and this is, seems to be quite common on the Galaxy Z Fold Four that the Wi-Fi just keeps dropping out. Now, you did put a link in the show notes to a uh, the technique of doing the reset network settings deep in settings. Yeah. Now, have you done it, and has it worked so far? I have done it, and but the the the, the horror story here is that I woke up this morning to an email from or a text message from EE saying you've used all your mobile data up. And <laughs> I, I, I didn't know that. I, I mean, who keeps looking up to the top of the screen to make yeah, sure yeah, they're connected? Yeah, yeah. You just don't, do you? So anyway, it's it's used up all my um, data, and I've, I've got to wait a week to get my new uh, um, <laughs> allocation. But anyway, um, I've done this whole reset thing, and I it, it hasn't done it again since then. It's stayed connected um and it, i'm fingers crossed that it should be okay now but i think again that resetting the phone might well fix that i don't know um, if it's a known issue anyway perhaps it won't and maybe it'll come back yeah, the fact that it hasn't gone wrong yet means that the reset network settings is the only thing you actually needed to clear from the s- setup you brought back from the your, your previous samsung in other words you don't have to go through all that because you've done the one core thing that made the difference yeah, maybe. And and maybe I should not factory reset it now and carry on as I am yes. and and, yeah. and give it a give it a new chance and say, well, yeah. you know, yeah. perhaps that has fixed the main things that are wrong. Now that I've sorted out the widgets that don't seem to want to play ball as well. Um, so, yeah, I'll, I'll think about it. I'll, I'll come back with that. But my initial thoughts really is that. I don't know, time will tell when the novelty wears off, if I'm happy to live with a Samsung. I have got close to, even before this, I got, I've got close to living with a Samsung. I, I do appreciate the benefits of it, and I like what goes on a lot of the time. Um, it, it's just, uh, I, I, you know, and at 700 quid, it, it's a it's a, a real bargain um, yeah. for, for the, the price that, that it was. It's, it's just a bit of a worry, I think, but... The, the value of these devices that was so expensive in such a short space of time are plummeting so much it doesn't encourage anyone to pay full price for it does it yeah talking of which if you just scroll down to where my cursor is ted i yep. saw a galaxy z flip 4 
in PSE classifieds about a week ago as we record this it was £450 delivered um, I thought well that, that sounds like a bargain to me I then went checking on eBay it seems the Z Flip 4 now goes for as little as £400 now quite regularly and I'm a bit right. shocked that they don't hold their value much that, that started at you know £1,000 or so is it a factor this is my contention is it a factor that no one really wants a second-hand folding device because you don't know how it's been treated and what it's been exposed to and how much care the other previous right. user had? With a slab phone, you know, you look for scratches, and that's basically it. But, right. you know, every phone is now dustproof and waterproof. But if you've got a folding phone, you just like it's like buying a five-year-old car. You don't know which curbs the previous owner hit, and you don't know, you know, whether they left it out and to get go rusty or something for three months. So with a folding phone, you don't know, you know, what dirt, what grit, what what things might have got into the mechanisms. Right. So you so you reckon this is particularly pertaining to folding devices, do you? Um, in terms of the value proposition. Well, that's my contention. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah the Samsung yeah. folding phones uh, hold their value less than Samsung slab phones, which right. are more durable. I think. Right. Okay. Yeah, well, that could well be the, the case. I think it's a bit of a shame still, um, because my Flip 3, I know I don't use it day in, day out, but I, it seems fine to me. And I've taken the the, yeah. the cover off the screen as well, as you know. Um, so I, I, I really like the device. I like the size of it. I like the shape of it. I like the fact that it can be used one-handed, um, closed, and it can be. It balances well for me one-handed, and I can reach the whole screen. I like all that. And then... It opens up as a big play pad. What I didn't talk about was gaming earlier, because in with gaming, it just transforms the experience of gaming. It's, it's, you've got so much screen to play with inside. It, it works really, really well. Or a work pad, like I was saying earlier about productivity. Um, it, it It's... Uh, an absolute delight to be honest steve i think it's a probably the the best device i know it's the most expensive device i've ever handled but i think it's the best one as well i think it it does take me back a bit to the nokia e90 um but it's got such smart stuff going on with it it's really really impressive and i look forward to the coming days and weeks when i put it through its paces and and do something you know about exploring it even more so yeah, really good stuff. I, I, I really like it a lot. Uh, you did pay about 1500 for a Note 9 back in the day, I seem to recall. Um, no, the Note 9 I paid 900 quid for. Oh, because you got it secondhand? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there, there was one Note 9 you had with ridiculous storage, I seem to remember. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was a 512. This one is 256, incidentally. Yeah, yeah. Which is fine for me. It's no problem at all. And I'll talk about HDMI out and DEX another day, but all of that is delightful. Oh, I will just mention that with DEX on the television, that's even more delightful because you you can open up the the phone and the whole of the screen is the trackpad. (laughs) Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Apart from from the crease. (laughs) <laughs> it's so yeah it's just so much bigger to 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 do stuff with and you know if you can focus in on that it's like having a tablet for everything um but then when you've had enough and you don't want to do it you fold it up and it's great <laughs> yeah yeah well people will know that pr loans of devices they quite often want them back after a week or two and that puts a lot of pressure on you and and, and i in terms of exactly how in-depth our testing goes but at least you know we own this now at least i own it <laughs> but we own it between us for poncho chat which means you can if it takes one week two week three weeks a month or whatever it doesn't matter so you can take your time i presume you've got your main google account on this and you're intending yeah. to use it as a main device for everything i am and i'm very close to putting my banking stuff on it as Ooh. well 
I think it's it, it's um I'm I think I'm in love. <laughs> well, listen back next week to see if it was rose tinted uh, spectacles yeah, and yeah. or whether it, uh, it it is real. Um, just moving on with some stuff from my device week, Ted. Uh, I've been experimenting with iPhone skins, or rather, extreme skins. A nice UK company. See the photographs, Ted, in the show notes. I've I've done a couple. One with a sort of uh, wood effect finish, uh, and under my TPU, and one with a, a nice glossy red, which looks rather attractive. Either of those appeal to you? It certainly changes the uh, boring iPhone look. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Very nice. Uh, I, I, incidentally, I've got that thing on the back of my my uh, your a back of the. Yeah. Um, the Samsung, uh, because one of the cases that John sent over is one of these Apple thingies. Yeah, I haven't got anything. Yeah. To, yeah, I haven't got anything to use it with, but it, <laughs> is, but it looks the same as the back of your iPhone. <laughs> yeah, jolly good. Yeah, uh, the, the, the interesting thing for me was that these skins—they're—they're they're actually quite. Well, they're a fraction of a millimeter thick, so they do add some thickness, but they still fit fine underneath and within a standard clear TPU case. I love my ring key fusion cases. And as the photos show, it, you know, it, it fits beautifully, it feels great in the hand, and it genuinely makes your phone look a bit new from the back. Um, now, whether you want to look at the back of your phone, I don't know, but it, it just adds a certain extra je ne sais quoi, the, I the, think. The red one is lovely. It is, yeah. Is that, is, that, is that in two pieces, one for the camera and one for the rest? Yes, it is indeed, yeah. yeah. And you have to put both stickers on very carefully. Um, and yeah. Apple don't do a product red iPhone Pro, uh, certainly the last couple of years, I think. So I, I am fairly unique in having uh, the only glossy red iPhone 14 Pro Max in the <laughs> country, maybe the world, who knows? Very good, very yeah. nice. I, li- I do like that red. Yeah, a pro tip, by the way, if other people are thinking about this is not a sponsored or advertiser slot, but just... The, uh, the lovely folk at Extreme Skins, every Wednesday they do a two-for-one. So if you want to play with skins and you're not quite sure which one to go for, if you go on any Wednesday, go to their site, you just type in Wednesday Saver as the promo code and you instantly get the, the second skin free, which I think is a Steve's top tip anyway. I think, I think mm-hmm. postage is free as well, so do try that. Um, now, we've got, just got time, Ted. iPhone versus Sony. I just, here's the background to this. I finally lost patience with Sony about the Xperia 5 Mark II. Uh, they, they stopped updates October 22. Android 13 is clearly never going to arrive. I'm, I'm, they, they didn't actually promise it explicitly, did they? No. They don't. Sony, like Motorola, don't promise yeah. anything pretty much. So um, the, the closest you get is reports from some Japanese yeah. website. That's, <laughs> yeah. According to a report by so-and-so, um, yeah. Uh, the, the the latest version we're hoping for three OS updates, but well, I don't think they've said that. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, I, I gave up on the Xperia Five Mark II. It's still a lovely phone, but if it, if it's going to be six months out of date with Android security, then I'm sorry, it just drops off my main account. So I factory reset that, and I've got my test account on it. But I will keep an eye on updates just in case they push something out. It's a terrific slice of tech, and offers welcomed if anyone out there wants to grab it and play with an Xperia Five Mark II. But there's uh, there's more. The Xperia 1 Mark IV, a much newer device, Ted, is still on December 22 security. This is Sony's flagship, absolute flagship phone, and it's now three months, effectively, out of date. And it's not good enough, I say. Yeah, the same is true of the Motorola Edge 30 Ultra. That's their flagship, and it's exactly the same. It's stuck on December 22. And I, I wonder if there's something we don't know. (laughs) <laughs> maybe the um they're all going to flood out at once in march or something i don't know yeah i just don't think sony has got its eye on the ball in terms of software it needs fresher updates better image processing a working audio recorder that actually captures stereo like its old software Yay. used to 
As mentioned before, Music Pro claims to record stereo, but when you check, both the left and right channel are exactly the same, and both from the bottom micro- microphone. So it's just mono. It's not stereo at all. Yeah, um, yeah. And I know you're going to carry on reporting it. When your yeah, accessory yeah. arrives from eBay or wherever, you will report back. Well, uh, don't forget, I'm I'm trying to use external microphones. You're yeah, using yeah. the speakers on the phone, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. So watch this space on more on stereo recording on an ongoing specialist section of PSD. And it was so much potential. It's just frustrating that Sony seems to go 90% in terms of software and Android and then just kind of stop rather than following through and dotting all the I's and crossing all the T's. Yeah, annoying. the anyway. CADs. Instructive, anyway, very briefly, to, com- <laughs> to compare this Xperia 1 Mark IV sitting on my desk with my iPhone 14 Pro Max also sitting on the desk next to it. Um, they're about the same size, about the same price, about the same age. So this is, in theory, a completely fair comparison. Speed, both blazing fast. Draw. Screens, the iPhone is brighter and clearer most of the time, especially outdoors. I'd have to give it the win there. If you've ever seen, I, you have, probably haven't seen, Ted, but the iPhone 14 Pro series in sunlight is just astonishing. It's like the uh, a, a Nokia transflective screen from 2005. And it, it almost gets better in the sunlight. Because it does, mm-hmm. the, the screen just gets punched up and punched up. Mm-hmm. The always-on display at the iPhone, I think, does win because you've got all these wonderful widgets and backgrounds and focus modes and everything. The Sony's always-on display is very minimalist. I think Sony could put in more effort here. I do like the album art, though. I think that's great. It is, yeah. It's, it's yeah. a Sony exclusive, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a nice touch. But I'm still giving the iPhone the win. I'm sorry if you think I'm biased. Speakers, again, I think iPhone is louder and punchier. The octave-shifted bass... Honourable mention for dynamic vibration on Sony, if you like mm. that. But it, apparently, yeah. from our own surveys, anecdotally, at least half the people turn dynamic vibration <laughs> off. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're just the two left. Yeah. Hardware <laughs> features. Well, the Sony wins by miles. Three and a half mil audio. Microist expansion. Shutter key. Just a glorious mix of features on the Sony. Um, software features. I think the iPhone has to win. Bear with me, Ted. But thanks to the full office suite, built in, out of the box, the full video editor, full audio editor, full studio setup, all built in, all free, no downloads, no subscriptions, no extras. The only caveat is you have to be okay with iOS as the main software. Yeah, that is very impressive, of course. Um, you, you, with with the other device, you, the Sony, you get the, the Google's Office suite, of course. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's available for all. But no, not, not the depth of stuff that you're talking about. Um, th- th- there's also... The, the the fact that they don't lock into Apple and their pages file format, which is really uh, annoying for me as a magazine editor. Yeah, uh, I, yeah. I, 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 there are pros and cons, but I think from what you're saying, yeah, definitely that should be an iPhone win. Yeah, it is annoying when somebody. I mean, even as a Mac owner, it's 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 annoying when somebody sends me a pages file as, yeah. a, <laughs> as an attachment. I think you see, you see, I can open this, but I bet the ten other people CC can't. I did find a, a, a tool the recently called Cloud Convert, and if you um, open the pages file inside uh, Google Drive it will offer you Cloud Convert if you right. install it to go off and open it. So, I mean, they, I think they are aware of the problem and they're trying to do something. Yeah, you can actually save from Apple's um, pages. You can actually save as a Word doc file. So there really is yes, no you can. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. So, anyway, but I'm still giving the software features to the iPhone for win because of the Office and the multimedia and all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, imaging stills, I think it's a draw. Focusing is quick and accurate on both. The iPhone has more processing smarts, better mid-zoom, 
better two times, but the Sony strikes back with that, you know, really genuine 3.5 to 5.2 variable optical zoom, which is, works yeah. really well. And also naturalistic processing. It doesn't overdo anything. I could happily live with either. Uh, uh, imaging video. I think this is an easy win for the video. It's why I used it to shoot on my phone shows. The video is more detailed, more stable, clearer, more reliable. The Sony's got the longer zoom, so you can shoot it with a you know that 5.2 times optical zoom. Plus, it's got a 4K 120 frames a second mode. But you then you run into heating issues, and it's going to stop after a few minutes. So I'm not counting up. Plus, the iPhone video I say does have slightly better captured audio. So I'm a bit biased for all of this, but the iPhone is so far winning fairly substantially. Durability is a draw. For me, yes, the iPhone's steel plus ceramic shield in theory are better than aluminium and Gorilla Glass Victors, but unless you drop them, Ted, from a great height, there's no real difference. They're both sturdy and neither will bend and neither will break for you. Yeah, yeah. And and if anyone's got a lifestyle that, that that's likely to happen, they need to have a proper case on anyway, don't they? Yeah, absolutely. Battery life, another draw. Um, both are excellent. If you disable, the Sony is always on display. If both have always on display on, then the iPhone somehow is more efficient. But I know you disagree, Ted. You, you only get a couple of percent difference. Yeah, we we do. I, I do, and and we have this test and this discussion now and again. And I don't know what the answer is, but yeah, I I, I maintain that the on the Sony it doesn't make any difference. Well, it does, but not by yeah. much. Okay, well I'm calling that a draw anyway. I'm not being yep. contentious here. The weight and carryability. I think the Sony wins by a full. 60 grams lighter. You just thought the two would be similar weight, yeah. but the, because the iPhone's made of blessed steel, I mean, it's, it's, it just weighs a ton. The foot, Is it fatter? They're not dissimilar, no. It's, it's just the materials. Right. This is, it, literally making the iPhone out of steel makes it heavier, and I think okay. some of the components are heavier inside, but the, the rumour has it the iPhone 15 Pro Series were made of titanium, which is the uh, mm. material you particularly love, yeah. and that will reduce the weight by about 20 grams, which will help. But I think the Sony wins here carryability slimmer body and aluminium so that's another win for the sony software prognosis the iphone of course wins six years of support until 2029 goodness me yeah that's uh, great we, we'll have stopped the show by then um <laughs> <laughs> well we overshow a thousand sony will <laughs> sony will end on 2024 five years yeah. less on android 14 plus security yeah yeah it's a bit like um the, the, the having a chromebook isn't it you get like nine years of updates guaranteed so good for iPhone, yeah. Yeah, biometrics. Um, both iPhone Face ID and Sony's capacitive sensor work very well. The iPhone edges it because you don't actually touch anything. You, you just you just literally you look at the screen and it's you're unlocked. It would be nice if Sony put some basic face unlock in though. Yeah, absolutely agreed. Yeah, easy for Sony to add in an update if they ever do yeah, updates. Yeah, yeah, why not? Charging. They've got uh, they've got a front facing <laughs> camera as well. It yeah, sits yeah, there. Yeah. It's not even in the screen. I know. There's no excuse, Tony. Get get on it. Charging, I think it's another draw. draw. Both 30-watt wired plus Qi wireless charging are both absolutely fine for my needs. Resale value, uh, uh, not really relevant if one commits to a device, but it's notable that we've seen in classifieds how fast Sony values as well come down. So, yeah. you know, they possibly linked that short update support window. I will say that um, I've also seen iPhones on our classifieds forum uh, prices i can't believe really low prices and i think is that right yeah some of the slightly older iphones they're going back two years that they, they're, they're dropping yeah. you know 200 300 pounds for an iphone mm. but then but the, the, the iphone i would say that is a bargain because it'll get updates for another three or four years beyond that so but yes any device which is over two years old i think yeah. the price should come down to below the price of a 
At age 30, Neo, hurrah, I've got to get another mention in there. <laughs> so for me, purely subjectively, and this is my opinion, I reckon it's six wins to two in favour of the iPhone. I suspect your differences on always on display and power would possibly change that to five to three for you. You can see for me, Ted, why I score the iPhone higher, but they're both fabulous phones. Yeah, yeah, you're just you're just more turned on by the hardware. That's the thing. You're yeah. always hardware driven, camera driven, blah blah blah. Yeah. And I'm much more software driven and um, uh, yeah, ecosystem driven and what it can do in that respect. But yeah, I mean, as we say so often, if you're part of the Apple infrastructure, then of course it's it's a no brainer, isn't it? Yeah. Also in our review queue, by the way, gentle listener, the Oppo Find N2 Flip. Now, this, this, also, along with the new Motorola Razr, Ted, I'm sure you've seen that rumour, they're both coming yeah. with much larger external screens. So if you yeah. think of your Z Flip 3 with its tiny external screen, imagine that two or three times the size. Yeah, yeah, definitely. The, the, the renders we've seen look really good on the Motorola and the Flip 5. So, yeah, definitely. Yes, yeah, so all of that coming up. I did do an accessory review in the week. It's been a bit of a busy week with personal life and everything. But uh, the Vault Me... 140 watt GAN charger. Now, I persuaded you, to, I converted you to the 100 watt, I think, charger from yeah. whichever company that was. We've now got a 140 watt version. What the heck am I going to charge, even with three outputs that total 140 <laughs> watts? Uh, yeah, yeah. I do, I do agree. Um, even the, you know, the Motorola with its 125 watts, you think to yourself, good grief, that's a bit over the top. I haven't. Apart from the one that came in the box with that, I've got nothing else to charge it at that speed, incidentally. Um, and, uh, of course, BBK lock all that in as well with their charging. Anyway, yeah, um, let us know what you find to charge it with. I mean, you find what to charge with it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We'll see the link in the show notes, and there is my review. And just to mention, I do plan to use that iRig HD2 I bought late last year. The idea is to compose some music again when I get a spare moment in the spring armed with keyboard and guitars, etc. But family health issues have got in the way. My free time has been a bit decimated. Partly also why videos have been rarer, so my YouTube shorts have been less frequent. But summer's on the way. The sun will come out. The weather will get warmer. Everything will get easier, Ted, and I'll get my hobbies back on track at some point. So, yeah, watch out for me. Uh, Poptastic in the top 40 in 2027. Very good. Let's move on to featured photo of the week, Ted. Yes, indeed. And a reminder that the poll for the photo of the month for February is now rolling. So do go and vote for that. My featured photograph um, is Torchlight by Darren Henley using an iPhone 14 Pro in night mode. He's edited this with Snapseed and Photoshop camera. And it's a photograph of his daughter, um, his son. He's set up shining a torch uh, behind her on the background. Now, I refuse to apologize for highlighting another portrait by <laughs> Darren. As it's just so good. It's so well thought out with his daughter stood there and the, the sun with the torch behind and this kind of urban landscape thing going on. Um, yeah, it, it just, it, it's so, so nice. It bre- this one particularly breaks the rules of composition, which works really well. It's an eerie, dark, moody, atmospheric and sinister scene. As one of the MeWe group members put it, it looks like a poster for a detective series. And I, I agree with that. Um, so, yeah, really good stuff. Well done again, Darren. That's, a, that's a, a great model you've got there in your daughter. And you've got some great ideas about portraiture. Give this chap, chap a job as a cinematographer, I say, Ted. Or, or maybe <laughs> yeah. he's a cin- cinematographer and yeah. this is just his spare time. 
We never know with our members, do we? They could be anything. No, it's a lovely shot. Very, very moody. And it's been processed to heck because he admits the couple of software tools. But he was editing on the phone, and that absolutely fulfills the rules. So, well, keep it up, Darren, I say. And MiWi PSD classifieds, there's there's not not many phones around this week, Ted. There's not, but there's a mass of everything else. Um, I've only got one phone to actually bring to the to the to the game. There's headphones and earphones and drones and watches and straps and floodlights <laughs> and tablets and computers and speakers, uh, cases, even gaming consoles. There's everything else except phones. Um, but yeah, the one phone that's there that I could see before we recorded was the Sony Xperia One Mark Four in purple. 256 gigabyte, 12 gigabyte version, of course, mint condition for 500 quid. And I think that's a bit of a bargain. And you've got no choice. We'll both have to have it. <laughs> well, I've already got one. So there we are. <laughs> yeah, Go and look anyway. The links in the show notes. Uh, PSC classifieds. Great place, place to buy, sell or swap. Um, any last words from you, Mr. Ted Salmon? Just the usual. Um, Podhub UK, that's where all you, oh, you'll find links to all the stuff that we t- we we do in the podcast land and if you get lost go to tedsalmon.com you can get links in there as well and to all the mewe groups so do come and join us i th- genuinely thought this podcast was going to be about three hours long ted so we've done it <laughs> remarkably well to keep it to the roughly an hour but i, th- I suspect there's an awful lot more folding samsung stuff coming from you over the next two or three weeks yeah, yeah, I'll have to kind of eke it out a bit because it's, there's so much in there. Yeah, and yeah. yes, I'll, I'll do my best to, to portion it out as we go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Thank you very much for listening. Show notes at stevelitchfield.com. You can buy us beers and coffees to say thank you. Um, and the links in the show notes there. But briefly, it's uh, stevelitchfield.com slash paypal.htm. Easy to remember. Also, paypal.me slash Ted Salmon. Even easier to remember. So no excuse for not uh, buying us a coffee or a beer or whatever. To say thank, thank you. If you've been enjoying the podcast. A cheery goodbye from Ted. Goodbye. We'll catch you next week with a guest on Phone Show Chat. <laughs>